0: it is 12 june it's sunday it's time for the uh, cg prophecy report the city spiritually called sodom and egypt that and a lot of other things to go over on today's report Okay, we've got some visitors here today. The first are Chad and Jennifer Brissette. Did I pronounce that right? Uh, Brissetti, Brissetti, with the E on the end. Okay, well, there you go. I didn't know that, and I apologize, but uh, they have been down here from Virginia for a few days. They're going to leave early in the morning, so keep them in prayer for a safe trip back up to Virginia. But uh, we had a little bit of fun together. We got to go to uh, Spanish Point, and I know it was hot, but did you guys enjoy it? Praise the Lord. Okay, and then after that, we had dinner in the evening with the folks that were here. Last week, they uh, left uh, Saturday morning, but Friday evening, we all got together and had dinner. So it was really wonderful, and I thank you for making this effort. And then we also have Dan and Paula. They showed up this morning, just walked in, and they are staying out on the quay. They're visiting from a great distance away they came all the way from Tampa Florida yes so here they are they're visiting and he walks in and he introduces himself and until I uh asked for something I don't remember what and he says oh okay here's my card I would not have known that this gentleman is a pastor he's not one of these people that I'm pastor this and that from here and there very humble person he comes in and he uh so here it is he's uh Can I say your church? Sure. He's the pastor of Northside Bible Church right there in Tampa. So if you're uh, traveling far, far away from here, there you go. And uh, uh, so it's wonderful to have you two here. And thank you for making the effort on your vacation. They're coming into church. So that's my kind of folks there. (laughs) And then uh, we also have a couple more visitors. We're hoping they become permanent visitors, but uh, we don't know that. We're going to let them decide what they're going to do with their life. But we have a couple of people back from Israel Finally, back from Israel, Sergio and Rhoda, and uh, if you have followed their videos, sometimes they get millions of views on their videos of life in Israel, the wonderful things that you can do, the wonderful places you can visit, uh, biblical sites, and uh, you know, something as simple as how to cook this, or how to make that, or how to pick, you know what, until that last video, I had no idea that cherries grew in Israel, and they went out, just went out. You know, family picking together and uh, they were picking cherries, and I had no idea. So, wonderful stuff. You're always going to get something good with that. And uh, so, here they are visiting once again for the 1800th time in the past 10 years. And it's always a pleasure having them. So, thank you for making the effort. And um, then, we have one more thing. Last week, during the update, during the prophecy report, I had mentioned that they are going to feed bugs to the children in whales. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, instead of giving them meat, they're going to grind up bugs and they're going to give it to them. And I don't know who sent this, okay? Somebody sent me something very special, and there was no name or anything in there, so you can send me an email and let you know. But I got three types of crickets in the mail. I have crickets that are, let's see, these ones are, um, hang on, I'm going to tell you. These ones are... Salt and vinegar crickets. These ones are sour and cream and onion crickets. And then the last ones. Now, I want you to know before I say what I'm about to say, one of you, whoever gets the question after the sermon, will get crickets. Okay? But if you want, you can pick any of the crickets you want. But if you pick the third category of crickets, you have to give me one. Okay? bacon and cheese, <laughs> crickets, okay? So there you go. This is uh, this is something from somebody. Please let me know if you sent those to me because they did not let me know. And I can't wait to have my crickets for dinner, okay? But one of these will go to a lucky soul who knows their Bible just well enough to answer a simple question at the end of the sermon, okay? If you have questions, you're gonna hear crickets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll be hearing crickets. No difficult questions this time. Okay, well, we got some news from Israel today. From Israel 365, which quite often does not have legitimate news. Okay, so if you go there, I want you to always go and search to see if what they're saying is correct or not. But in this case, they uh, cited something. I went to Twitter and I actually found the tweet. So it is a correct thing. Um, It's very disturbing to me, but I'm very proud of the news channel that did this. Israeli Magazine stirs controversy after portraying the LGBT agenda as the new golden calf. They've got the golden calf, it's got the LGBT things on there, and the people are all praising their calf. And this news service in Israel was bold enough to highlight this. And it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them a lot, just as it does here in America now cancel culture has officially landed in israel the right wing channel 14 what many considered the fox news of israel published a new magazine where its cover features a caricature of people worshiping a rainbow golden calf the title reads lgbt stan how radical leftist groups control israel with the religion of lgbt and they're absolutely right about that goes on. In response, some fellow journalists have pledged to boycott Channel 14, including Ynet's parliament reporter Yuval Carney, who said that although he has friends at Channel 14 and even interviews there once in a while, he added that he would stop interviewing with them following the Now Magazine's cover publication. Now, Ynet is a conservative publication in Israel, but this guy is even cutting himself off from them. So it shows you the level of what's going on. The magazine cover caused so much controversy that some of Israel's biggest corporations who sponsored the magazine distanced themselves from the publication. I'll stop and qualify that. Ynet is kind of in the middle. Uh, it's the Jerusalem Post is okay in the middle. It's uh, Haaretz is very left. And then Aretz Shiva is more to the right. So Ynet is kind of in the middle. I wanted to make sure I got that right to you. Uh, they include uh, the people there boycotting them. Super Soul, Kelcom or Cellcom and Carso Car Group, who have all been pressured to release statements against the magazine. Ironically, the magazine has a relatively low readership, but this latest controversy gave it more publicity than it could ever dream of. The magazine's cover story came right before June, which is a couple of days ago now, which the LGBT community refers to as pride month if you want to know what i think about pride month go on to twitter any single day and look at my tweets and you're going to find out what i think about pride month and it's always something right out of the bible jerusalem will be hosting a pride march on thursday okay that's done now as i said the article goes back a couple days from ynet israel's health minister to introduce abortion reforms to make the process easier From the Times of Israel, marchers, ministers, MKs set off along Jerusalem Pride Parade route. From Ynet, in first, Knesset speaker to deliver a speech at Jerusalem Pride Parade. And then we go on. From the Times of Israel, Bennett spokesman quits amid rising pressure, fourth aid to go in a month. So they're dropping out of there very quickly. I don't think the coalition is going to hold together much longer. From Israel, Hayom, prime minister says new iron beam laser interceptor will bankrupt the enemy. Well, we'll hope so because those, uh, you know, iron dome missiles are very expensive. They almost depleted their supply a couple months ago and they had to have the U.S. Congress agree to fund more missiles for them to be able to keep their iron dome system going and uh, so we'll hope that this iron beam actually works if you don't know we brought it up a couple times it is a laser beam that can blow things right out of the sky with a laser listen to this a laser-based air defense system may get deployed from 2023 I would hope they'd get it a little sooner we'll see against enemy rockets and drones and it will cost two dollars per interception Two dollars, Israel. I think they can afford that. Israel currently depends on shootdown systems that launch interceptor missiles, costing between tens of thousands and millions of dollars to track such projectiles. So every time, and you saw many hundreds and hundreds every single day of the Iron Dome that went up to blow up these rockets coming in. Every one of them is in the tens of thousands of dollars. That's very expensive, very quickly. Okay, but the Iron Beam system, a prototype of which was unveiled in 2021 uses lasers to superheat and disable aerial threats. Bennett predicted it would enter service by early 2023. This is a game changer, not just because we are striking at the enemy militarily, but also because we are bankrupting it. Palestinian and Lebanese forces have been in past wars. They have launched Thousands of rockets and mortar bombs at Israel, which has in recent years also intercepted drones it suspects were launched by Iranian backed fighters near its borders. Until today, it cost us a lot of money to intercept each rocket. And I'd like you to know that it costs the U.S. taxpayer a lot of money because we have been funding them. Okay. And I have nothing wrong with that. I'm fully in support of it, but I'm just very happy that we can go from tens of thousands of dollars to $2 for each thing shot down. Today they the enemy can invest tens of thousands of dollars in a rocket and we will invest 2 dollars on the electricity for intercepting that rocket. Good morning Miss Garrett, how are you? Very good to have you here. Okay, we got some news concerning Christianity here. Now, before I give you our first Christian article, I'd like to thank everybody that came together to help out Silas in Kenya. Uh, last year, week, just one week ago, I told him that you need $2,000 in order to get the foundation of their schools built before they can get their permits. And that was taken care of within the past week, $2,000 for that. And then we have Remy in the Philippines. Her husband was the missionary there. He died, and her bills were about five plus thousand. We got it down to 4000 And last week, I made an appeal. And it is all paid off. So I want to thank everybody that helped that young lady take care of it. She's got her son, who's just a young boy, and their bills are paid off. I know that they're going to have a lot of bills in the years ahead because she has no husband. She's got her son in school. She's got all the things that they need to do in life. And uh, she's probably living by a prayer right now. But I want to thank everybody that helped that lady out. That was very kind of you. Uh, from Breitbart Jesuit Father Martin especially important for churches to celebrate gay pride. LGBT advocate, Father James Martin, and remember that the current Pope is a Jesuit. These are all people in it this together. He said that churches have a special duty to celebrate gay pride since much anti-gay violence has been motivated by religion. You know what? This past week, five guys, maybe it was a little later last week. Anyway, five guys in the team, I think it was Tampa here, I don't follow sports, but they did not wear the, the gay patch. They didn't want to. And you talk about persecution. Those five guys have been taken through the ringer over the past week. You can no longer have your moral values in this country without somebody hating you. This has never been an issue about the church hating these people. They do not condone it because the Bible does not allow it. Our job as Christians is to get people out of that type of thing. Okay. But we're not there to persecute them. And I don't know anybody that does, unless they're just so far right or left that, you know, that's all they think about. But the fact is that these people are doing something that is harmful to themselves. It's harmful to the community and it is going to land them in a place they do not want to be. And that is our job to let people know that, and it's not getting out. Okay. And then you have people like this that tell us it's our job to condone this. From Fox, U.S. raises pride flag at the embassy to the Holy See, and the Vatican did nothing. Let it go up. Dallas Morning News. Oak Lawn United Methodist Church to self-appoint LGBTQ pastors after Bishop denies request. The Unreverend Rachel Bauman will appoint Isabel Marquez and Ryan Wager staff members at the Oak Lawn UMC who respectively identify as lesbian and gay without the authorization of the North Texas Conference of the UMC. The act is considered civil disobedience and defiance against the church. Unlike other denominations, bishops within the Methodist Church traditionally appoint local and elder pastors to serve a congregation. The move comes as the Methodist Church formally splits over the issue of LGBTQ LMNOP marriage. While we may lack ecclesial authority to formally appoint Isabel and Ryan, we claim the moral authority to recognize the call of God upon their lives. These are self-deluded people, I'm telling you what, and celebrate and bless their work of pastoral ministry. Wager and Marquez went through a certification and licensing process to serve as local pastors through the North Texas Conference. They applied with the intent of being appointed at Oak Lawn UMC, located in the middle of Dallas neighborhood, which is predominantly LGBTQ. The months-long process involves mentorship, interviews. You get the point. I don't need to go on with this. It's just, it's vile what these people are doing, and they're calling it good. From Fox, some good news from the UMC, or what used to be the UMC. Dozens of Georgia churches split from UMC church over LGBTQ issues. We had that in Florida, and now Georgia's doing it, and guess what? Christian Post, 35 Arkansas churches considering departure from UMC over homosexuality debate. These people have had enough, but the problem goes back to this. They're not using this. What they have at the UMC is a book of discipline. A book of discipline can be amended. They can say, well, we're going to change this to read this. The Bible cannot be amended. This is God's word. Okay, that is where the problem rests, is that they use a book of discipline. If they stuck with this, they would never even, well, they would anyway, they just ignore it like they do anyway, but this will tell them the proper path if they're willing to exalt the Lord and his word. Okay, we got some news from the Mideast and Africa today. Once again, nothing surprising here. Jerusalem Post, Iran crossing, nuke uranium enrichment threshold cannot be avoided. They've been saying all along, we're going to keep them from doing this. And now, it cannot be avoided, says the IAEA. Not only has Iran failed to reduce concerns about its violations of the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Safeguards Agreement, it also will eventually cross the uranium enrichment threshold, says the IAEA director. Having a significant quantity, meaning crossing the uranium enrichment threshold, does not mean having a bomb. So they're just blowing this one off as well now. This idea of crossing the line, it's going to happen. They're very close and it cannot be avoided. It could have been avoided. It would have been avoided. Amen. But question further, if this meant the situation could not be salvaged, Grossi backtracked and some and he said Iran can stop through negotiations or they themselves can decide to slow down. Neither which is going to happen. Even after crossing the uranium weaponization threshold, which Tehran could do very quickly, he said, it would need to master detonation and delivery, which could take six months to two years. So it's okay. Doesn't matter. Before being able to mount a nuclear warhead upon a missile. Well, they already have the missiles. They can go all the way to Europe now. They can go all the way to Tel Aviv now. Okay. All they need to do is know how to weaponize it. And they got all the blueprints for that right from North Korea this is not going to be, as it says, six months to two years. They know how to make a bomb. All they need to do is just test one and then they have enough uranium for another one and just send it to Tel Aviv. That's all that needs to happen, okay? Explaining the Islamic Republic's failure to address its past nuclear violations, but you know what? Israel has iron beam and they can blow that thing up for two bucks, so who cares? Anyway... Grossi said it had continued its refusal to provide answers about uranium traces found at three undeclared nuclear sites. Iran has not provided explanations that are technically credible in relation to the agency's findings at the three undeclared locations, nor has Iran informed the agency of the current location or locations of the nuclear material and or of the equipment contaminated with nuclear material that was moved from Uh, someplace I can't pronounce in 2018. Zero Hedge. Israel warns it will use right to self-defense to keep nukes out of Iran. Good job. They did that with Iraq in the 80s and they'll do it with Iran here in the 2000s or 2010s or 20s or whatever we're in. Okay, JTN, which is just the news. Iranian dissident. We've lost all hope in Biden, but will overthrow the regime with or without the U.S., No surprise there. CBS local. It's a sign that we are here. Muslim call to prayer arrives to Minneapolis soundscape. If you're in Minneapolis now, which is you were up there for many years, my mother, okay? If you were there now, you get to hear this all the time because they've allowed it. The chant in Arabic blasted from, you just left that, didn't you? The chant in Arabic, what's that? Thankfully, she says. Yeah, you know, I went with it for three years in Malaysia. That's their country. They can do what they want, but they should not be allowing this here. The chant in Arabic blasted from rooftop loudspeakers, drowning out both the growl of traffic from nearby interstates and the chattering clinking glasses on the patio of the dive bar that shares a wall with Minneapolis's old Somali mosque. So they're making it look like it's a good thing. Oh, it hides the sounds of uh, the traffic and it hides the sounds of a dirty bar. Yeah. This spring, Minneapolis became the first large city in the United States to allow the Islamic call to prayer, or Adhan, to be broadcast publicly by its two dozen mosques. As more of them get ready to join Dar al-Hijrah in doing so, the transforming soundscape is testament to the large and increasingly visible Muslim community, which is greeting the change with both celebration and caution, lest it cause backlash. It's a sign that we are here, said Yusuf Abduli, who directs the Islamic Association of North America, a network of three dozen mostly African or East African mosques. Half of them are in Minnesota, home to rapidly growing numbers of refugees from war-torn Somalia since the late 1990s. Okay, so there you go. That's what's happening. And now that it's happened here, I guarantee you they're going to start doing this elsewhere. People are going to say, see, Oh, oh yeah it's once once you get a little yeast into a, a loaf it just expands okay from the times of israel beirut warns jerusalem against provocation as new israeli gas rig arrives in place this has made a lot of trouble over the past week but israel's pressing forward because they believe they have the rights to where they are going to put this gas line. Lebanese President Michael Aoun warned Israel against drilling in the Karish offshore natural gas field as a new gas rig arrived at the site to commence operations. Aoun's office said the president discussed the matter with P. Mikati and asked army leadership to keep him updated on the rig, which is operated by Greek energy firm Energean. It also noted ongoing U.S. mediated talks aimed at settling the maritime border dispute between Lebanon and Israel. Any action or activity in the disputed area represents a provocation and a hostile act. Mikati accused Israel of encroaching on Lebanon's maritime wealth and imposing a fait accompli in a disputed area. He called the Israeli move extremely dangerous. The decision about a response to the ship's entry is in the hands of the state and Hezbollah. Bassam Yassin, the head of the Lebanese delegation to the negotiations, was quoted saying by the Khan public broadcasters. Okay, from Breitbart, Swedish populists call for Syrians, Somalis, and Afghans to be returned as integration fails. That's the first good news out of Sweden in a long, long time. From the Daily Wire, Al-Qaeda now has safe haven in Afghanistan under Taliban operating with freedom of action says a UN report. The whole reason why we went in those many years ago and lost thousands and thousands of American soldiers and Navy people and what I know I got all these different people and I Air Force nobody got killed in the Air Force they just sit at desks or fly in planes. I'm sure some Air Force guys bought it there too but we lost all of these people for nothing. The whole reason why we went in there was to destroy al-Qaeda. Not the whole reason, but it was the main reason. And here we have this now, they have unfettered freedom of action And and all our weaponry to do it. Now something interesting from Mongolia. Like last week, this is not interesting, but I just thought I'd throw it in here so you know what's going on. From NCR, the National Catholic Register. Bishop in Mongolia will be the youngest cardinal. Okay, it's not a great article, nothing really important, but I have a reason for reading you this like I did last week an Italian who has served as a missionary in Mongolia for nearly 20 years will soon become the world's youngest cardinal for me living this new vocation will mean continuing on the path of littleness humility and dialogue he said here's my point about the whole article I just gave you that much of it but it's a big long article the church is mentioned 12 times in that article Jesus Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. Uh, I call this an eerie article here from Singularity Hub. In a first, doctors transplant a 3D printed ear made of a patient's own cells. Very interesting. 3D printing is becoming commonplace as a tool for manufacturing, construction, and even food preparation. But the technology's advancement in the medical field has understandably been a bit slower. This week marked a new milestone as the first ever 3D printed human ear was successfully transplanted onto a patient's body. The announcement came from 3D Biotherapeutics, a regenerative medicine company based in New York. The company was founded in 2014 and creates living implants that are custom engineered for patients. Well, I can tell you, this isn't the greatest miracle that you would think of because I know of a guy that got his ear cut off one night and he had it restored the same night. But this is still very cool, okay? There are similar companies like Epibone making customized body parts using a patient's own stem cells, but 3D Bio's work is focused around tissue and cartilage. That means they could create external body parts like ears or noses, but also material for the spine and joints needing a new ear isn't a very common medical issue, but a congenital disorder called microtia causes one or both of a person's ears to be tiny and underdeveloped or absent altogether. That is called anotia. The condition affects around 1,500 babies born in the United States annually, according to the press release. Having microtia doesn't necessarily mean a person is deaf, as the inner ear is often unaffected by the condition. It's primarily an aesthetic issue, and children with the condition often have surgery to reconstruct the ear when they're between 4 and 10 years old. But this can be a costly and invasive procedure using rib cartilage grafts and synthetic materials, and the end result may not be symmetrical to the unaffected ear. In other words, your ears don't look the same. The patient who received the 3D printed ear hadn't had reconstructive surgery as a child, and her ear's appearance didn't bother her much until she was a teenager. Now she's 20 years old and the first transplant patient in a clinical trial that has enrolled 11 other people. Her transplant was completed in March and over two months later, the ear appears to be seamlessly integrating into her body. Doctors took a 3D scan of her unaffected ear so that the 3D printed ear would match it in shape and size. They used a collagen hydrogel scaffold seated with her ear cartilage cells which is exactly what i would have done if i had done this that's what i would have done the press release is light on specific details as the technology is proprietary but it's likely that the printing methodology was similar to one described in a 2016 paper in nature biotechnology there an integrated tissue organ printer interwove a cell-friendly hydrogel with a stiffer substance for structural support, leaving tiny channels for oxygen to enter so that the living cells in the center of the structure don't die. Similarly, 3D Bio says its platform includes the therapeutic grade bioink processes that rapidly expand the quantity of living cells and a technology that provides temporary structural support until the ear's living cartilage grows strong enough to support itself. The company said the implanted ear will continue to regenerate cartilage tissue over time, giving it the look and feel of a natural ear. I think my self-esteem will go up, the patient said. Meanwhile, for 3D Bio, the successful ear transplant is just the beginning. We believe that the Microchia clinical trial can demonstrate the potential for the technology to provide living tissue implants in other therapeutic areas in the future, said Daniel Cohen, 3D Bios co-founder and CEO. We look forward to leveraging our platform to solve other high-impact, unmet medical needs like, like lumpectomy reconstruction and eventually expand to organs. And I will bet, I can't be certain about this, but I will bet that you will see people that have noses that they want nose operations on, and instead of having do it in the old way, they will just grow noses and they will put a new nose on people. That will become cosmetic surgery in the next 10 years. I hope we're not here. I hope the rapture happens and we're gone. But if we continue on, I will bet that will be the case because I can see that the natural extension of this type of thing. I don't like my nose. I want a new one. Okay. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. Here we go from Fox. I'm so glad that this guy is in the Senate. He is bold about what he says. He says it often, and he says it loudly. He's considered a kook by everybody, but he has been spot on in everything that he has said, all of it from the beginning. Senator Ron Johnson, there is not, and this is something I've said since before it was let out, and it has been proven true, and I'm going to tell you what, the people of this world have been duped. There is not an FDA-approved COVID vaccine in the United States. I have said this all along. It's been proven the FDA submitted two letters. Nobody seemed to get it when I was saying this the week that it came out. They submitted two letters saying, we have approved the Comirnaty vaccine. And they never issued the Comirnaty vaccine. But they said that this can be used in place of it, the EUA. Every single human being in America that has been injected with the vaccine has had an unapproved vaccine put into their body. There is no legal responsibility for Pfizer. And he's once again saying this. Johnson explains the FDA approved the Comirnaty version that is not available in the United States. Gateway pundit. Two new studies show link between incurable degenerative brain disease and the experimental COVID-19 vaccine. Two new clinical studies, one peer-reviewed by researchers in Turkey and one preprint by researchers in France, have begun to establish an alarming link between an incurable degenerative brain disease called, and I can't pronounce it, one of you probably can correct it for me, Crutchfeldt-Jakob disease. Anybody know that one? It's something that's been around all the time. It is lethal, okay? It's more lethal now that that this has come out, okay? And the experimental COVID-19 vaccine. So that disease is correlated to this vaccine. CJD is a rare disease that is caused by an abnormal infectious proteins in the brain called prions, according to the NHS. Although the presence of prions is not necessarily dangerous or deadly, the proteins will cause degenerative brain damage if they become diseased or misfolded. Once this process begins, the malfunctioning prions will continue to corrupt other cells leading to a prognosis that is always fatal always as of right now the CJD is uncurable actually I think the word is incurable but they said uncurable maybe they both can be used there are zero treatment options available zero the diagnosis is essentially a death sentence but symptoms are traditionally dormant for several years before manifesting into a deadly complication Unfortunately, with the new cases of CJD that have been linked to the vaccine, that doesn’t seem to be the case. The disease is progressing at an alarming and unprecedented rate, so much so that the team of French researchers highlighted their concerns of the experimental mRNA vaccines contributing directly to To creating a new, more aggressive type of CJD. According to the French study, a total of 26 cases of vaccine-linked CJD were included in the research. At the time of the study's publication, a whopping 20 out of the 26 CJD patients had already passed away from the disease. Additionally, Researchers found that there were more than 50 cases of the fatal disease that appeared after taking the experimental vaccines. Despite traditionally taking as much as a decade to manifest with symptoms, the study found symptoms in these new cases began appearing just 11.38 days post-vaccination. In these cases, the disease is killing the affected individuals in under five months' time. So that means if you don't have it after a year of getting the vaccine, you're probably not going to get it. It was somebody that was susceptible to it, but it is now bringing that out, highlighting it, and it is bringing them to a death almost immediately, within five months. Okay, from Technocracy. California shuts off water. They've got all kinds of problems over there, don't they? We know that. Not just the moral and the governmental problems. They've got all kinds of problems. They're shutting off water to farmers to save fish, (laughs) Yes, Calusa County in Northern California is the top producer of rice in the Sacramento Valley. I've been there. I've driven through that valley, and I can tell you that they have miles and miles and miles of rice. Okay, that was in 2010 when I went through there and preached at all 50 capitals, and it was beautiful to see. Well, that's all going to be gone now. Calusa County historically produces more than 150,000 acres of rice in a normal year. But in 2022, Calusa officials say they will only be able to produce a fraction of their usual rice crop, costing rice farmers, workers, and suppliers hundreds of millions of dollars. In April 2022, the water districts serving Calusa County were given their final allocation for the 2022 growing season: 0.4 acre feet per acre. This allocation is not enough to support rice production, and estimates show that the Sacramento Valley will fallow 370,000 of 450,000 acres in the Sacramento River Settlement contractor service area, primarily in Calusa and Glen Counties. Currently, less than 7,000 acres are estimated to be planted in the Calusa County area, resulting in a direct financial loss to growers in excess of $270 million. The first 50% of California's water flows out to the Pacific Ocean for fish and environmental purposes, something the Public Policy Institute of California verified in 2019. Water in California is shared across three main sectors statewide average water use is roughly 50% environmental, 40% agricultural, and 10% urban. California ranks as the second largest rice growing state in the United States. California rice is highly prized all over the world, especially in Asia and the Middle East. In talk about the Middle East already having troubles and then with the problem with wheat in the Ukraine, the Middle East is going to be suffering greatly because of this. In 2019, more than 498,000 acres of rice were planted on 1,100 farms. Think Rice reports rice production contributes more than $775 million to the state economy. Throw it all out the window. From Nexus, unusually high bee die-off in Canada will impact the world. In 2020, the total estimated contribution from the Canadian honey and bee industry was between 4 to 5.5% billion. dollars, But over this past winter, beekeepers across the province are reporting major losses of up to 90% of their colonies, according to the Ontario Beekeepers Association. This is the worst that we have ever seen, and I've been doing this for 50 years. In Niagara, we've lost thousands of colonies. Most of our operations here are so severely impaired that we are not going to provide pollination services this year. We believe and we can document the loss in Canada of farm gate revenue of over one billion dollars. So that's farmers who are not going to have that revenue because pollination is not going to happen. Why? They're dying. Morality is declining and here's some news on that. From the Telegraph, England and Wales, census Could ask, do you menstruate instead of are you a female to be inclusive of trans people? Breitbart, European Union Commission declares the future is queer. The EC is declaring the future is queer. From GB News, NHS drops women from the internet guidance on ovarian womb and cervical cancers. From the post-millennial. First trans cheerleader in NFL to make his debut with Carolina Panthers. Breitbart. You know what? I really liked Oreos. I love to unscrew them and lick off. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm sorry. I, I told him that on Twitter. Hydrox. Yeah, Hydrox will do. Oreo cookies tout ta- Pride Pack for June Pride Month. I had my last Oreo. Unless, you know what? When somebody gives me something, I don't just throw it away. If somebody gives me a Coke, I drink it. I just don't spend my money on this kind of stuff. I stopped going to Panera and Chili's years ago because you can't carry your gun in there and defend yourself. Well, I'm done with Oreos too. Okay, but if somebody gives me a bag of Oreos, I am going to eat them and I'm not asking you to because I don't want you to spend your money on Oreos. Please don't buy Oreos. Zero Hedge. They are good though, aren't they? Wow. Hydrox, that's it. Norwegian feminist faces three years in prison for saying biological men can't be lesbians. They're eating each other alive in this world. Okay, some other news from around the world. And as I say each week, please be sure to check out the Superior Word Sermons. Now, I'll, I'll stop right there and say something about the Superior Word Sermons. One thing I never, ever, ever do is look at the numbers of a sermon. I don't. If I pull up a sermon, I always hold my hand over it. I don't look at how many people attend online. I, I don't want to know those things. If it goes up, oh, great me. If it goes down, oh, poor me. I don't want that. Okay? Okay. I don't want to be in that type of a thing. But this morning, I actually did something by accident that I didn't intend to do. I pulled up YouTube because I needed to get something from a sermon, an old sermon. I wanted to look it up, or maybe it was the Bible Bites that uh, are on the Bible bite channel. Okay, But I pulled something up, and the first thing that came up was last week's sermon, which was recommended by Ron Barra. And I, my eye caught it, and I was really astonished at the number of people that enjoyed that. So thank you for your idea, because that was not the kind of thing I would normally do. You know that, and the next three sermons are like that. But it was well liked. So a good idea. I, I will give you the credit. I said that if it goes bad, then you can blame Ron, and I'll take the credit. But I decided not to do that. It was apparently people like that so and we'll be back into the regular type of sermons that i do in three more weeks we'll be with joshua i've already typed through joshua 4 we got about 10 sermons this past monday and i'm not kidding this past monday i typed the first half of joshua 4 a little more than that and i will finish it uh i hate to do so many verses in a single sermon but i wanted to get it all into two sermons joshua 4 it's where they take the 12 stones and they put them up as an altar okay at gilgal I was so done by the end of the day. I had expended so much of my small brain. I literally could not eat. I, I was just, Hidako came home, she had dinner, and I ate a little bit, and then I went and sat in front of the TV. I said, I, I can't think. I was so overwhelmed by the study for that sermon. And then she brought me something good, and I couldn't even look at it. I just, I can't. I, I was that, it was such a great passage. It's such a great passage, Joshua 4. Anyway, please check out those sermons from CNN. Amid criticism, North Korea takes over as UN disarmament president. Yes, North Korea. North Korea is under sanctions for developing nuclear weapons in defiance of UNSC resolutions. They have taken over as head of a body aimed at striking disarmament deals amid scorn from critics. Duh. This year, North Korea has tested a flurry of ballistic missiles, also banned by UNSC resolutions, and appears to be preparing to conduct a nuclear test for the first time since 2017. Hillel Noor, executive director of UN Watch, which monitors the performance of the global body, said North Korea's chairmanship would seriously undermine the image and credibility of the United Nations. Well, I don't know how you could undermine their credibility. It's like the worst organization on the planet. It's after Biden's administration. Yes, I admit that is worse. Okay, from the Wall Street Journal. North Korea presses ahead with nuclear test preparations, the U.S. says, after being elected. Zero hedge. Restaurants adding inflation fees amid razor-thin margins. I will bet if things keep going the way they do for three more months, we are going to see many, many restaurants starting to close. That's just my guess. As restaurants across the country feel the squeeze from rising inflation, a tight labor market, and minimum wage increases on an industry with notoriously thin margins, owners are passing along the pain in the form of various fees tacked onto the tab. Fees for a non-cash adjustment, fuel surcharge, or kitchen appreciation, have been showing up on more bills lately. Industry analysts say this wave of surcharges is mostly being driven by restaurants trying to cope with the impact of rising inflation and a tight labor market on their bottom lines. In addition, MasterCard and Visa in April raised transaction fees for many merchants. According to the point-of-sale software developer Lightspeed, Fee revenue has nearly doubled from April 2021 to April 2022, based on a sample of 6,000 restaurants on their platform. Restaurants adding service fees increased by 36.4% over the same period. Inflation has hit the average restaurant operator to the tune of 17.5% since last year, in one year, according to NPD Group. Consumer spending in restaurants, meanwhile, rose just 5%. 5 from 17.5 is what? You do the math. 12.5% during the same period. These charges are nothing new. In February, one restaurant charged a temporary inflation fee of $2 on a $15 bill or 13%. I feel bad for these people. It's hard work. Restaurant work is hard work. It's unappreciated. And I got to tell you, they're going to be going out of business by the bucket load if this continues. From Breitbart, Bill Maher, this guy's just evolving every day. Every time I see him speak now, I'm posting him on the CG report. You know, he's just amazing. Bill Maher, school attacker's advantage is not the gun type, but time. HBO's Bill Maher made clear the Uvalde school attacker's advantage was not the type of gun he used, which I would not have expected from him two years ago. This guy is really evolving. But the amount of time he had to use it. Maher said, I mean, this kid was in the room for 40 minutes before anybody came in. It wouldn't have mattered what kind of gun he had. Good analysis. Any kind of gun could do any amount of damage in that time. When there is no armed guard present to stop the attacker and no perimeter fencing or there is a weak perimeter fencing and there are no armed teachers, the attacker has time on his side when he gets inside the school. Good job, Bill Maher. I'm so surprised at this guy. Every time I see an article now, it is always something where he's actually growing a brain. It is unbelievable. (laughs) From the AP, New York governor signs law raising age to own a semi-automatic rifle and it will do nothing. Breitbart, Democrat Representative Bowman, we need to ban assault rifles, not have more officers, more cops in schools, hurts non white kids. So having a gun now is racist. And having security for your school, racist. Epic Times, filibuster proof Democrat bill would place 1,000% tax on many semi automatic firearms. 1,000% tax. It's just another way of taking away your rights. Yeah. Breitbart. Gun control misfire. Trudeau pistol ban sees stores sell out of handguns. People are not dummies up there. They've seen this in the UK, where now people are being stabbed to death. And so, what are they doing? They're outlawing kitchen knives. You can't buy kitchen knives in the UK anymore unless you get a <laughs> permit. It, yeah, it's unbelievable. I reported on that a couple years ago. What about pointed sticks. Pointed sticks. Obviously, or what is it, a Monty Python man, um, wow. a, attacking people with a banana, and now comes a pointed <laughs> stick or a gun. Oh yeah. Okay, if you haven't seen it, it's typical British humor. Okay, from the post millennial. Phil. Oh, and oh, I was going to make the point before my mom interrupted me and got my train of thought off. I'm kidding. Okay. Um, uh, not only the UK, but Australia. Look at what happened to them in the past two years. Yeah. Take away their gun rights and all of a sudden the government is just abusing them. Abusing them. From the post-millennial. Philadelphia DA blames NRA for mass shooting while refusing to prosecute illegal crime. Who said it? There is scarce a king in a hundred who would not, if he could, follow the example of Pharaoh. Get first all the people's money, then their lands and then make them and their children's servants forever. Who said it? Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Absolutely. Now, I will tell you this. That is exactly what will happen when you take away a nation's guns. That's exactly what will happen. Crickets. Crickets. Yes, cricket. Oh, wait, that's not my crickets. Here they are. Okay. Um, let's see here. I got a lesser here for you. It's water for fish, not for rice. California should really think twice. Their economy's grave, it's their food they should save. But their governor says, water, no dice. Okay, I got two ironies for you, and then we'll be done. From the post millennial. New York City lawmaker assumes, and this is the second time this has happened in less than a month with a different case. New York City lawmaker assumes white supremacy motivated the Tulsa shooter. He was black. Okay, from Breitbart. (laughs) President of Spanish Pharma Company is on the list of over 2,200 people with faked vaccine papers. Yes, yes such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida, to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.